Welcome to the No Fear podcast of First Presbyterian Church. My name is Bob Fuller, Senior Pastor of First Presbyterian Church in San Antonio, Texas, with your No Fear Word of the Day. Welcome to the No Fear Podcast. This is Bob Fuller, the Senior Pastor of First Presbyterian Church, and I am very excited today because we have with us a very special guest. You know him. You probably already love him, but his name is Callan Brown, and he is the Contemporary Worship Leader of our 1102 service, and he has become a critical part of our team and a good friend. Uh, He is also just one of the most impressive young leaders in our church, and we are so excited to have Callan with us. So, Callan, thanks for being with us today. It's great to have you on the podcast. Bob, thank you for having me on the podcast. It feels nice to uh, be on this side of the table. Well, it's so. it's great to have you here. Of course, uh, Mitchell Moore and Callan have been doing a podcast for lo these many weeks of this COVID pandemic as well. It's called Scripture and Song. It can also be found on the FPC uh, San Antonio.org website as well as our FPC app. And it is just wonderful. It is a, a great uh, product, a great production. And, and it is one of the best ways to, to I think, hear Callan beyond our 1102 services on Sunday morning. So I just wanted to go ahead and make a plug for that for you and for Mitchell and, and say thank you for that uh, thank you for that wonderful resource. It. As a matter of fact, as before we came uh, uh, before we started recording, I was telling Callan that that because of a special live edition that that Mitchell and Callan did just a few weeks ago in our service that that format that scripture and song uh, podcast has gotten some some new exposure among different segments of our congregation and so. It's great to to have have that gift being shared more broadly. So, Callan, tell us about yourself. Uh, tell us about your your journey through life, how you got here to First Presbyterian Church, and and then we'll transition into some discussion about your your role as a worship leader. So, tell us tell us about yourself, your family, and and who you are. My name is Callan Brown, and I am twenty six years old. I am from San Antonio. So my sister, Erin, now Erin Ray, started uh, attending the Young Adult Bible Study back when it was, uh, I think, still in its very early days. And uh, she met a young man named Carter Ray, and uh, they started dating. And uh, then they invited me to Bible study. And at the time, I was still just kind of gigging around town and not really involved uh, anywhere. And I guess Carter, being the drummer in the band, they needed a bass player. And so then they asked me to play bass um, for like one week. So I was like, okay, sure. It's this guy that my sister's dating, you know, whatever. Okay, we'll see what happens there. Um, (laughs) But uh, so I started playing bass in the band and gosh, for like six months to a year. And I started doing a few things, but I really had no um, idea that that would be where I wind up landing, but, uh, my, basically my sister is married to my drummer now. And that, that's really kind of how I got involved. And it wasn't being a worship leader at all. Everything just kind of had this beautiful way of working out. I, I led at a young adult, um, 
weekend. Uh, and one thing kind of led to another. And honestly, yeah, it's, it's been one of the most like, uh, God had me here for a reason, you know, every specific day and, um, things that kind of really led me to being here first press. And, um, and I love it. I just, I think it's so funny that my sister married the drummer. Well, that's classic, man. That's always the way it seems to work out, but I love it. You know, they got a marriage. We got a worship leader. It, it just worked out (laughs) in the providence of God. That's awesome. So far, so far it's working out. Okay. So I, I grew up in church. I, I grew up at a Lutheran church here in town called Concordia. And that's really where I got into music. Um, you know, I was singing in the VBS band and kids choir and all those things growing up. And then in middle school, uh, I picked up the guitar and kind of never put it down. And then, um, like most people who get started in, in music at church, it starts in youth group and it starts because, um, normally no one else can play. And, uh, and so they just ask whoever can, whoever can do the job, uh, and get up there and do it. And so, that's kind of how I got started uh, as far as the church music went. And then outside of that, as much as I grew up on Chris Tomlin and Michael W. Smith and those guys, I also grew up on the Beach Boys and the Eagles and Boston and, yes. you know, Eddie Rabbit and Restless, you know, just a whole um, other side of uh, of the musical spectrum. So um, that's you sound like you're my age. You, you like, you like my music, but that's awesome. <laughs> it, oh, I love it. It's the, it's, you know, I, I really grew up, um, with a lot and Billy Joel, how could I forget my mom's from New York? Oh. My mom. Uh, so I really had this, um, wide spectrum uh, of music to pull from as a kid. Um, and so it's really helped me as an adult, especially doing what I do outside of church, which is um gigs and and a lot of cover songs and stuff so having that arsenal to pull from of some of the best music ever created um it's been really great so asking um, a musician who his favorite artist is or who's the most influential artist is a little bit like asking a pastor what's your favorite bible verse but is there do you have like a a favorite uh uh worship artist or and a favorite uh secular artist that that you're like oh man if i could just be you know be like them or just learn from them. That would just be awesome. Is there one or or maybe a couple of each of those? You know, uh, there was like Ryan Adams became a big songwriting guy for me. And as much as I was listening to, to church music and like, I would say guys like Michael W. Smith. Um, I, I think I definitely was looking more towards what we would call the secular world of music. Um, and more of those rock guys, but really the singer songwriter, I've always really, uh, liked them more. Uh, James Taylor, you know, mm-hmm. these guys just with the guitar and um, CSNY and, you know, all those groups. And so right now, though, you know, I, I really like sad music and I kind of always <laughs> have it. I call it sad boy music. If you listen to any of my music that I write outside of church, uh, it's definitely um, supposed to be melancholy. And so I really like an Australian artist. His name's Matt Corby. And um, and I just I just. I just, it's weird to explain, but I like being sad. I guess it's the four in me if you're an Enneagram guy, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that, that's my, that's my long answer that it changes a lot. You know, everyone's going to say the Beatles and Dylan, and as much as that's true for me, there's, you know, one week it'll be, it'll be whatever documentary I watched, of you know, said band and the next week it'll be a little different. So it's always, it's always changing, but there's definitely some guys that you, why not coming back to, but, you know, for me growing up to, for church, um, 
I grew up with youth band music, right? So trading my sorrows and I am free and it was always more fun and less serious, but um, that's changing. There's a lot of great artists out there now um, that are making Christian music that isn't necessarily great for Sunday morning. So um, there's a guy named John Lucas I, I really like and Chris Renzema is doing some really cool stuff. And um, a lot of guys that are kind of more of the songwriter and uh, less mm -hmm. of the praise music. So I would just encourage people uh, if they're listening, that there's a lot of great music out there, um, especially about Jesus, that might not sound like your modern or even your traditional uh, worship song. They're out there. You just got to know where to look. So, so as you're as you're thinking about your role as a worship leader, I mean, of course, the songs you choose, the type of songs that you choose, are are very important. But that that's all a bigger, or that's just a piece of the bigger role of worship leader. Tell us about your priorities as a worship leader, the way you envision what you do when, when you, when you step up in front of a congregation, what's going through your mind and how is that, you know, how is that different maybe from when you are doing a more secular gig? Yeah. You know, that's a great question. I, and I, and I think that um, my answer, if you would have asked me this when I started at first Pres a couple of years ago, um, you know, it, it's definitely changed just through growing and learning and, and, and part of, uh, I think just making mistakes along the way. So priority as a worship leader on Sunday morning on the stage, I've learned it's, it's really not about talent and it's really not, um, always about execution as much as it is, uh, connecting with the congregation and, and taking the focus off of yourself and and up to up to god and if, if that's in a song um you know for me that looks like everybody having this general feeling that we're doing this together um but all of our, our focus is upward yeah. and that can that can be really hard especially the the parallel to what we do outside of of church let's say at, a, at another gig would be but be so consumed with me be so i mean I know you have, just like I have, been to a great concert where you—it feels religious almost. Hmm. You're just so uh, entranced in this moment because whoever's leading is captivating you. Ultimately, the the feeling that we want everyone to walk away with was, um, you know, we we did that together, and uh, that we were we were glorifying God. We had a, we had a purpose with that song. You know, it wasn't just because it was a good song. Um, but, but that there was meaning behind it and teaching. And, uh, as a worship leader, I got to care about my team as well. That's kind of the, as the band leader, you got to worry about who's behind you just as much as who's in front of you. Who, who's your core um, team? Maybe just give them a shout out for a second. Yeah. You know, we've got, we've got a great team. We've got Bob Eskenazi, you know, we've got guys behind the scenes that mm -hmm. you don't typically see on stage that are, are more critical than I am by, <laughs> by far. Um, Bob Eskenazi is running our slides and our lights and our AV and our tech and our, anything that needs help. He, he's your guy. I tell everyone, uh, that I meet that everyone needs a Bob. Um, you know, and then Maggie Amini did a lot of the podcast mm -hmm. with us. She, she's kind of my, my partner in crime through all of this. And, and she's just uh, super, super gifted. We'll have to talk about her project later. And Carter Ray is on the, on the kit. 
he's been drumming here since I think the church was founded. And, um, um, and you know, Margaret, uh, Burton and, and, and Jess and some other people who were in Jane Watson, these people who were there before I got there and have just really welcomed me in and, um, Lorenzo, Larry on, on the base. We've, we've just got, I hope I'm not, I don't think I'm forgetting too many more people, but, um, man, that's really the core of people who have been there. Uh, David Vargas has been running sound for us for a long time. And we've just got, more people I know I'm probably forgetting that. So. Well, I want to I pick up on something you said earlier and, and kind of take a turn into songwriting, just kind of thinking about this COVID season and your songwriting. You said earlier, you're, uh, I forget how you said, you said you're in kind of a sad song place. Uh, <laughs> immediately, I, love, I went to I love, Elton John with that. But, um, yeah, I love sad songs. I call them sad boy music. It's, sad boy that's music. what I'm into. I like it a lot. Well, how tell us about the songwriting process right now, and and what's I mean, if if you need if you need fodder for for sad songs right now, you've got a world of it. Um, right. <laughs> how yeah, is that absolutely. processing? Um, just and tell tell us about the process. Maybe even tell us some of, of about what you and Maggie are doing, and um, and how how that's all working together. Yeah, and so so songwriting is something I, I've been doing since I think the first song I wrote that my mom wrote down. I think I was four, uh, or or something where I was saying when you're talking back to your parents and you're something something something, that's a sin, that's a sin, and it it hasn't gotten lots of traction yet. I think soon it'll get picked up. It's, it's just waiting to pop or something. But yeah, you know, and so the process for a lot of times for me, things I have to have almost always um, is my phone because uh, it's got this voice memos app on there that's mm -hmm. got thousands of, of terrible recordings of me trying to figure out a melody or something. So, you know, sometimes the, the music comes first. Uh, there's still some songs that I've written musically that have no words that I'm just waiting for the right words to come that have been, you know, in my mind for years. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes... Uh, like one of the songs that we wrote for the podcast, uh, which I'd love to talk about some, is um, this song called I Am. And I wrote that co that chorus pretty much was the first thing that came out of my mouth. And so sometimes it's, it for me personally, it, it looks a little different. There's certain things that I can do to kind of help me get into um, that songwriting headspace. A lot of times it's conversations that happen. You're pulling from life. Uh, whether it's sad songs or even if it's, um, you know, happy songs, whatever it might be, some of you'll be, I love to start off just with conversation because from conversation comes words and there'll be some stuff that sticks out and you grab it, you know, like you hear someone say something and you go, oh man, that'd make a great song title. Sometimes that's just kind of how it starts. Um, and sometimes it's much more painful. Sometimes it's you, you get stuck, you hit a wall. And for me, I've learned I've got to go walk around outside or I've got to kind of clear my head headspace for a little bit and almost hit reset and then go go get up to bat again because um, it's hard work. Sometimes mm -hmm. they just come out, you know, and it, and that's really beautiful. Those those songs that are written in 10 minutes. Um, it's beautiful because it's also really easy. You're just done and it's awesome and you move on. Um, but, you know, the one there's another song we wrote called Our, Our God Reigns. Uh, I wrote that with Mitchell. I had this idea and, and some, a lot of times it's just an idea and I took it to him. I said, hey, this is kind of the, I think, chorus I've got. It might be a pre-chorus or it might, I don't know what it is, but I, I think it could be cool. And 
you got to bring in people. And, you know, Maggie, I was talking about earlier, is, um, she plays and sings for us in our team. And she's been working on this project in Nashville now for um, six months or so. And uh, we, we wrote another song, a couple songs for that project. And for that, a lot of times um, you just kind of sit in a circle and you, and you talk and may the best idea win, you know? <laughs> um, and so, and that's what you want. And that's, what's hard for me was with, with the creative processes. I'm a big feeler guy, big emotional guy. And oftentimes if somebody tells me that my idea is bad, I don't really like that. You know, what do you, what do you mean? This isn't the best song you've ever heard every time. <laughs> uh, and so lear learning to get over that for the sake of the song. Right. Um, this has been really fun, but Maggie's project's really great. Hers is a, it's a, a, basically revisiting a lot of old songs that she grew up with. Uh, a lot of them are hymns that have been redone really, really beautifully with a lot of really talented guys in Nashville. And uh, some of those songs are on the podcast, uh, which one I won't tell you. So you go searching for it and listen to all of them. <laughs> Good. Um, but, but that, that's been really fun. And, and we've been, flying up to Nashville, um, or I've been able to go fly up with her and, and help out uh, as much as she'll let me. And, and I'm really excited to see those songs come out. And it's been, it's been really fun um, because some of the songs we've written came out, of, um, came out of our church. And by that, you know, it, it, I mean, uh, inspired from conversations or, you know, a woman's Bible study for her. Uh, for me, the I Am song that we wrote was came from uh, one of Becky's podcasts that she sent in for us to to do, and normally that pot that process there looks like they send in the voice memo of the voiceover for what it might be. I listen to it. I think of a song that would be great. We record it down, and then it ends with a prayer, and that's it. But she sent in this one, and called "God Is Near," and I was just like really inspired by what she had to say. It came from Exodus three which was, uh, has been a, a verse, a passage for me I've been holding on to where hmm. Moses just says, hey, man, I, I am ill-equipped for what you're asking me to do. I'm just really focusing on me, and I don't think I can, I can really do it. Um, you know, who do I say send, sends me, you know, so, you know, and that to listen, he says, you know, I am who I am. And for me, that is just a, a big reminder that through this whole COVID season, um, that God is in control and, and he is who he is, no matter if it's COVID or just a summer, um, you know, or the highs and the lows. And so uh, that song came from that and that happened overnight. I wrote it in the morning, we recorded it that evening and it was up the next day. Don't you hear our groaning, messages of longing, crying out for rescue. you 
What I was saying with Maggie's project, it's going to have a lot of those songs um, that come from the church. And what's special, I think, about writing songs for your church specifically is that it does connect. Right? There's these stories, like we know most good songs, I, I would say, have a great story behind them. And so there's always a good story, is my point with that. And so for some of these songs, um, the stories are from our church, and that's what people can connect with. And, and that's what's been really important for us writing songs um right now has been you know how is how does this connect to what we go through as as first presbyterian how does this connect to a, a teaching another song came from a sermon mitchell gave and i just thought man that'd be a really cool song title right our god reigns um as much as it is about okay how do i make this chord progression pop how do i make this melody you know great how does this how does this speak to me just as much as it does to whoever's going to be listening Power over air. 
Well, Callan, you've given us just some beautiful thoughts for us to reflect on and your music. Uh, it really just does take us closer to the Lord. And, and I think even though sometimes, uh, as you call it, sad boy music, it really reminds us of the joy that we have in the Lord. But let me let me finish with this question. You are in front of our congregation uh, so often, you, just about every Sunday, and we we hear you sing. But you know, I'd like to hear you preach. Um, I'd like to hear you what you would say as a preacher to this congregation, to this audience just as a word of encouragement and and grace during this COVID season. So so you've got the pulpit here. What do you want to say to this congregation? You know, part of part of what it is, I think, is we, we don't have the full walls anymore. And that and and what my sermon would be is that the church it, it does exist outside of Sunday, you know? Um and whether that looks like Bible studies and, and groups or just phone calls. Um, you know, and so it's, it, I've just had to, to learn that, that worship isn't just a song, you know, it's everything that we do and that, um, you know, that our church is beautiful and wonderful, but the, the people are the body, you know, and, um, and is, if we're not there to kind of be there for each other one way or another, then, then we're really missing what I think church is. And that's just the community of believers that are that are worshiping through song and through sermons and, and through greetings and, and through uh, the creeds we have. And, and I just, um, as much as I miss it, I know that, that, that God is still working and that he um, exists way beyond our four walls. And, um, and that just gives me a lot of hope. So. Callan, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. And thanks to you and your team for reminding us that our God is the God who reigns throughout all times in all seasons. Thank you for sharing your gifts with us, and thank you for sharing the word of the Lord with us. Thank you for being with us again for this No Fear podcast. Please join us for this and our other daily podcasts throughout the COVID-19 crisis at fpcsanantonio.org. Until next time, I'm Bob Fuller of First Presbyterian Church of San Antonio, Texas. Be not afraid. God is real. Jesus is alive and the Holy Spirit is with us. God loves you. He has a plan and purpose for your life. He has a position for you on his team and a place for you at his table.